Welcome to the Egg Mom Podcast, all things life and horses. I'm your host, Leanne Nelson. In this episode, this is a recording that I had created inside my online community. Um, if you are interested at all in coming in and checking this out, um, there's going to be a link in the description of this podcast. And this was actually surrounding uh, a free 30-day challenge that we had. Um, and this was just a very, this was a guest speaker to bring in to chat with everybody, participate in the challenge that challenge is still available to you if you want to come in and and partake in it it is still there for you so make sure you check out the link in the comments and I can't wait to chat with you again soon but thank you very much Sherry for coming in us because I feel like this is such an important topic that we really all struggle with that feeling that we need to be perfect we need to do all of the things and we need to do them all really well and we can't let anybody see us struggle you know like it's it's really a massive thing. And I think it, um, it really honestly removes the happiness and the joy in our life because we're always anxious about those things that that standard of living that we feel that we're supposed to have. So um, go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of share with us a little bit about your journey and how you struggle with perfectionism. Sure. And um, yeah, so give go ahead and take over. Okay, thank you so much, Sam, for having me here. I'm really excited. This is one of my favorite topics because I do think that women from you know, 30 to 70, you know, we all uh, struggle with uh, that inner perfection and, and trying to achieve that perfection um, in our lives. The thing is that to be perfect, it means to be flawless and who here on earth is really flawless. And, and when you think about it in that way, how can we put that expectation on ourselves to be flawless? And um, for me, I think it started, it did, it started when I was little. Um, I remember being in kindergarten and I remember coming home with this report card and my mom and dad were so proud of me and my teacher called me a little doll. I still remember that. And from that moment, it was like, oh, if I sit like this in school and I listen and I get good grades, I'm going to please my parents. I'm going to please my teacher. So it became this thing that was like this extrinsic reward from other people that I started to seek. And I think I saw that, you know, throughout my schooling. Um, by the time I got to uh, graduate school, I was going back to school to be a teacher and I was student teaching. I actually ended up in the hospital due to stress of trying to be this perfect student this uh, perfect daughter, perfect brand new wife, uh, trying to, uh, you know, be this perfect student for uh, my professor. And all of it kind of snowballed into this um, autoimmune. Uh, it started with these horrible headaches and body aches and pains and frustration and all of that kind of stuff. Um, if I knew, only knew then what I know now, that was 30 in, um, well, I was 20, 29 years old and uh, I'm 51 now, uh, I would have made a lot of changes sooner. But I started to see how stress from trying to do everything perfect was affecting my health and my wellness. And through that stress and that, um, that uh, illness, I was missing out on a lot of the fun things that were um, happening in my life. You know, you're not always able to fully enjoy when you're striving for this perfection um, with uh, your family, with your home and with your children and with your work. Yeah, for sure. I think that is universal. And I think we all struggle with that. Um, and some people, I think, I think it's something we literally we all struggle with and some people can admit it. 
that it's a struggle and that, you know, they kind of wish it wasn't that way. And I think some people are still in that mindset that it needs to be that way, you know, that it's literally their role to take mm-hmm. care of everything else, you know, all of those tiny details. And it's, it's such a huge thing. That was one of the biggest struggles that I felt when I had my kids when they were, well, they're still small, they're four and two. So they're still small. But when they were like baby babies was juggling the whole, okay, so I want to spend all this beautiful time with my kids. And, and I also want to get out and see my horses and do all this other stuff outside. But my house is completely torn apart and then feeling guilty for not taking uh, care of the house and, you know, and just being very, you know, and and then basically just saying, okay, well, my stuff that I want to do, my horses, my outside time isn't important enough, you know, and so I'm going to just focus on keeping my kids happy and doing all of the, the work, the chores. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember as a little girl, I remember my mom and, you know, as one of my memories of hers, always washing the kitchen floor and my house, our house was perfect. Mm -hmm. And I had this perfect, I'm like from the seventies, Marsha Brady bedroom, uh, you know, that was pink and white and we couldn't sit on our beds because we couldn't ruin the bedspread. And my mom just was a stay at home mom and she took a lot of pride in the way her home looked. And I think that that was a reflection about how she you know, try to do her job as a stay-at-home mom. And then I found myself, I was a stay-at-home mom for five years as well. I left my teaching job and I stayed home. And I remember feeling like, well, my husband's out and earning money. I felt like I needed to have a perfect home, my son looking perfect, doing all the perfect activities so that I look like I was contributing and doing my job. And I was washing the floor every other day. And then all of a sudden I had a friend who said to me, you know, she's, my house is clean enough. And that was the best advice, I think, in the top five that somebody has given to me. And I'm like, yeah, because really, what does it matter? You know, if there's a little bit of hair from my golden retriever, like, it's okay. My son, I don't want him to remember me folding laundry or um, and saying, no, I can't play with you because I have to wash the floors. I want him to have those memories with me and um, and to be able to enjoy the experiences. So um, letting go of that perfection, first of all, knowing uh, being aware of it is the first thing and kind of evaluating it and then making small little changes where you're like, hey, my health is clean enough. You know what? I vacuumed yesterday. It's fine. I would rather play a card game or I would rather paint with my children or take them to the zoo because those are the things that are going matter to them and they're going to matter to me in my memories of of being a mom as well um so that's one of the things I can kind of say about that the other thing is that you know I became to this realization that as moms I think we, we put this guilt we have this guilt on ourselves and most of the time in my experience it's me putting that guilt on me. My husband was never putting guilt on me for taking time to myself. I remember I would say, I'm, I'm, do you mind if I go to Target? And he was famous words where, why would I mind? And I think it's like, you kind of look at it that you're an equal part of this family. Yeah. Like you have just as much right to do things with your horses, or if you like to, you know, to have some time to read, or you want to go for a run, whatever that is, you are an important part of your family and everybody should be able to um, do the things that they want to do and not feel guilty. We feel that guilt. We put that on us. So we have to kind of go back and just say, where is this coming from? Why do I feel guilty? When I let go of that guilt, I was able to find myself again 
And I was able to be a better mom, a better wife, a better daughter, a better friend, because I was taking care of me and feeling like I mattered as well. You know, you weren't not just a wife or not just a mom. You know, I was a teacher before a professor. Um, I was, uh, you know, all of these other things. And then when I became a mom, I loved it. I love being a mom and a wife. It's my favorite thing. But there's also Sherry that's in that equation as well. And when um, my son was in kindergarten, my husband decided he was doing martial arts and my husband decided he wanted to do it. And I said, you know what, I think I'm going to do it too. And that was my breakthrough moment when I started making new friends and doing martial arts. And that led to my running. And I started uh, long distance running, at, you know, in my 40s and would leave my house running for a marathon six hours and not feel one ounce of guilt. But it took a long time to get to that point. But I'm showing my son. Guess who's important, too? I'm important as well. So when I take this time for myself to do the things I love to do, I'm going to be a better version of me for you. That was a long answer. <laughs> no, but that's, that is hitting the nail on the head, really, because that was like when I finally slowed down enough to start thinking about, okay, why do I like, what is the outcome when I actually get time with my horse? You know, sure. I, I love it. And it's fantastic. And it makes me feel great. But what is the result? And the result is always, I am a better mom. I'm a better wife and I'm a better person and I'm just happier. So it's not just me being selfish, you know, because I think that's what, you know, we talk about the guilt and we worry that if we make us a priority that we're being selfish. And so you're, you feel guilty for that. You want to contribute to the family in a real valuable way and, and all this stuff. But when you finally realize that the best way that you can contribute to your family is being genuinely happy and content and fulfilled in your life as a human being, that's how you contribute. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like we wouldn't ask our partners mm -hmm. to stay in a job mm -hmm. that they really didn't like, but they just stayed in there because they got a paycheck. We'd be like, honey, go find a job that you enjoy and get paid for it. Like it's not rocket science. That's what we would tell mm -hmm. our spouses, you know, and we need to take that same advice for ourselves. You know, we need to find that thing that makes us really happy and fulfilled and, and accept it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for me, that's been running, you know, that's, and I love my work, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, when I worked, I work in the home, um, you know, I, 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 I teach part-time, I teach um, college courses at Rhode Island college and I, um, and I also have my own business as a life coach and a wellness coach, but I like to work. You know, I enjoy being fulfilled in that way. When I was um, trying to work, when I was working full time and balancing family and home, that got really stressful because I was trying to do everything perfectly. So, you know, you may have some people here who are working and then they're trying to balance their family and they're trying to balance their home and you're trying to do everything perfect as perfectionists. Um, and for what I learned from all of that, again, is to let go. And you, you said, you know, you're, we want, we wouldn't want our spouses to be unhappy. Your spouses, your spouse and your children don't want you to be happy, unhappy as well. They want you to feel um, good and, uh, and to enjoy the things that you want to do. So one of the things I always suggest is get your family involved in helping you like, you know, to run your home, to do all the things so that if you are working full-time, whether it's outside of the home or in the home and you're balancing work and you're balancing families, you don't feel like everything is on your shoulders so that there's no time left for you. You know, um, I'm, I'm, a, my son is 16, but since he was probably in 
fourth or fifth grade, he's done his own laundry. You know, does his room look perfect? Nope. Do you, his, are his clothes bolted perfectly? No, uh, you know, they're hung in the closet and it, that's good enough. Um, you know, he'll vacuum. Does he do a great job at it? Some days, some days, does he not? Yep. But um, I've made him responsible because, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it, it makes my life easier that I have more time to spend with him. Why should I was, why should I have to do all of it? You know, why do we feel that on our shoulders? My husband does laundry cooking. He even makes muffins now for my, my famous muffin recipe because he knew it was taking something off of my plate so that I could do, you know, do work or whatever it is. So if you can get your, I know, you know, even if your children are little, what can they do to help to contribute? Maybe they can put their toys, you know, away at the end of the day in a basket, like whatever it is for your family to work as a unit so that you don't feel like you have to do everything yourself, but you have to be able to accept that it may not be done your way, but it's done. And sometimes done is just better than perfect because then you have your free time for your horses, for your passion, whatever that may be. And you're not going to feel guilty about it. Yes, that is key. And it's funny because I think sometimes we just automatically assume, you know, that, you know, that is our responsibility, but like my daughters love helping me. Like they literally, like they, they think it's the coolest thing ever. And, you know, like we make games about who can pick up the toys the fastest and all this stuff. And, and they thrive off of being like, Hey, look, mom, I cleaned up. And like my daughter, Joy, she's four. She, every now and again, she'll just kind of disappear to her room and she's all quiet. And then she's like, mom, come look, I have a surprise for you. And she's like completely made her bed, you know, and it isn't perfect, but she is so proud, you know, because she knows that that's such a, that makes me really happy to see her helping. And so that we can actually play together more. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And, and I think another big part of that with the kids um, or just not only with the kids is actually taking that time with your partner, because like you said, you know, they don't want us to not be unhappy. And so if we're sitting here, keeping it to ourselves that we're feeling like we have to do everything in the house, we have to do everything over here and over there, and we don't get enough time for us. We're usually more irritable. You know, we are quick to anger. We have a short temper because we just we're, our cups are empty. And when we actually take that time to be like, hey, hon, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm not blaming you because I know it's not your fault, but this is how I'm feeling. I would say 99.9% of the time, your husband is going to completely validate your feelings being like, honey, I don't care about the house. I want you to have a good day. If I come home and the toys are still everywhere and supper isn't quite done yet, that's fine. If I get to hear that you got to go out with the kids and spend time with the horses and you guys had a blast and you're all filthy with dirt, like that's what I want you know, but we take that upon ourselves. And then we don't think we assume that our spouse won't get it or that our spouse will disagree with, you know, us wanting to be happy or something. I don't know. It's kind of, it's a weird thing in our head, you know, that, that guilt thing. And we let it really control us. But when we start having those conversations and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with our spouse, because that can be really hard to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm overloaded, honey. My, my cup is empty and I want, to, I want to take care of myself, you know, for me, but for everybody else. And it's, it's a hard step, but it's, it's amazing how well it always, I think would say, yeah, like almost always turns out in the end when you actually are courageous enough to be vulnerable with, um, with your partner. Absolutely. And with your, and with your kids, um, you know, three years ago, I went through a really difficult time 
where I was working a stressful job. My son was going through a hard time. He was being bullied. Um, my mom had passed away. Uh, she had had Alzheimer's and I was getting sick and from the stress. And I got to a point where I, and a lot of times us perfectionists don't like to ask for help. Um, you know, that's the last thing we want to do. That's like a last resort. We can do everything ourselves. We can carry it all. And at that moment, three years ago, like I just was like, I need help. I remember sitting in my classroom and I was holding my phone in my hand, dialing the number from my doctors. And I said, I need help. And so I went, I talked to the doctors and, and, you know, we made a plan together and my husband and my son, you know, were like, what can I do? And I'm like, I need your help. I need you to help me to manage the stress that I'm feeling. And when you reach out to others, you know, let, it's okay to lean on our friends or to lean into your family and your friends, because think about if you had a friend that was feeling that way or a sibling or your spouse, you would want to do whatever you could probably to help them, whatever that might be. So um, my family wanted to help me. My son wanted to help me, my husband. And together we were able to get through that. And I was able to kind of let go finally of that last piece. Now, does perfection still, you know, kind of, you know, with me? Yeah, it, it, I have to let go of that. But I'm also like embrace the fact that I'm a mess a lot of the times, you know, I'm the one like from my class the other day, sent them all a wrong link for something. And I'm like, oh, this is the great whatever debacle. And I just made it, you know, fun. And then I said the next morning of my affirmations, I choose to forget my past mistakes or I choose to, you know, forgive my past mistakes. My desk is a mess. And you know what? I think sometimes we're trying to, when we're, we've got that shell of perfection, we're trying to be something maybe that we're not. Um, I don't know if your uh, audience is, uh, your group is familiar with the the color personalities, but I was always trying to be like a green personality, that analogical little girl, everything perfect. Well, I'm really like a blue, a red who is like all over the place and blue who wants to have fun without a schedule. So once I was able to like kind of admit that and see that I was able to be who I am. No apologies. <laughs> I drive my husband crazy. Who's a green, who's a complete opposite of me. But I say, listen, I make things super fun around here. There's nothing boring in your life. I say, Cause you've got to do it. You've got me going here, but it's like, you feel so free to just be who you are. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll have to share the link after that for those color personalities. Yeah, I don't think I've a- shared that yet. Or if I did, it was quite a while ago. So for all of the group, I'll have to share it because it's very eye opening, And I think it helps people kind of get that little bit of, um, figure out kind of that inner knowing of it, because sometimes when we're really in the thick of it, you know, when we kind of feel that we're in that place of complete overwhelm, but you want stuff to change, it can be really enlightening to be like, okay, so that's kind of my core bit, you know, and so now I can, you know, it might feel like you can find your, your direction. Um, but yeah, it's something that I think is really cool when you finally can accept how important it is to um, reach out to your loved ones about this, because it's like Brene Brown says, you know, the two most powerful words that someone can say to you after you've just shared something is me too. And, and I think you were, we would all be shocked, you know, when we come into this group, like that's one of the main reasons why I absolutely love my group and I've created my group is because I want a place where they can, someone can be vulnerable and be really courageous and share something. And they're going to get a whole bunch of me too. I struggle with that too. And you're not alone and there's nothing wrong with being where you are. Let's start working on where you want to be. And, and there's no shame in that. And so definitely the, the finding your support system is, is so massive. Absolutely. I guess kind of to wrap up, if there was one big piece of advice 
that you could give people who um, know that they've got a, that little bit of, okay, yeah, maybe I am a little bit of a perfectionist or a control freak, however you, you know, mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, what would be kind of your biggest piece of advice to help them start tweaking things? Okay. Um, so I think that what I would do is first, you know, you've got kind of got this awareness going on um, and then it's slowly letting go. Okay. Slowly letting go little things by little things, kind of look at your day and like how you're spending your time. And one of the things that always struck me is it was when I was angry or frustrated uh, was kind of a clue that, um, you know, something was going on with me. Like maybe you're angry that the living room is a mess after you just cleaned it like five minutes ago, or maybe um, you're frustrated that the kids just walked across the uh, floor with their muddy boots, you know, and then stop and think like, why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? So it's really kind of getting that awareness and then saying, all right, is this really hurting anyone? Like when I talk to little children, I teach them, am I helping or am I hurting? Like, is this really hurting anything that the boots went across the the floor with the mud? Like you said before, if the boots had mud on them, maybe they were outside having this grand old time. And you know what? Let's all get some paper towels and we'll wipe it up together as a family and it's okay and move on. And then after you have that little of awareness, just start making those little changes you know, ask somebody to help you set the table for dinner and don't move the fork and knives if they put them in the wrong place. <laughs> um, you know, if your towels are folded and or they're hanging wrong, don't move them, let them stay. It's past Christmas, but when you decorate your Christmas tree and your kids put their ornaments up, let them stay. So little by little, start letting, yes, let's let them stay. I've done that since my son was like two. Um, and they didn't always, but you know what? That's when we're embracing it. Our lives are messy. And if you can learn to embrace that mess, you, you, you're aware of it and you just kind of embrace it. You embrace the muddy shoes on the floor and you just say, this isn't hurting anybody. What in the long run of my life, is it going to matter that there were mud prints on my floor? And really, no, right? It's not something that's going to make or break anything. So get your awareness and then start little by little making those changes. That's awesome. Perfect. Fantastic. So I, I do want to share with everybody because you have a group that's open to the public where you talk more about all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? It's, it's called the Wellness Warriors and it's embracing um, your mess and finding your balance. It's joinsherry.com. But you, if you could yeah, share the link, um, it's on Facebook community. It's I help women to embrace the mess that we we're just talking about uh, so that we can find our balance and then we can make our dreams a reality. Whatever your dreams are, they're important. And um, I like to help you get all those steps in line so that you can start thinking bucket list and big things that you want to do and dream big. So I welcome anybody and love to have anybody in the group. Perfect. Awesome. That sounds so great. Well, thank you very much again. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch and we'll talk with you again soon. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much.